His name is Sebastian Bourdais, winner Sebastian Bourdais, uh, for the 12 Hours of Sebring joining us here in the Freak Nation. Before I went, uh, we went live with you, Sebastian, I asked about, did you get any rest? I think it was the correct answer. When you get results like you did, uh, who needs rest when you're a winner from 12 Hours of Sebring? Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty high energy. So, uh, yeah, all, all feeling great and uh, such an amazing feeling, you know, to uh, to be able to uh, win uh, big big races like that and uh, and share it with a uh, with good friends and uh, and a small team and uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an achievement for everybody. All right, let's cut right to the chase. Sebastian Bourdais, twelve hours of Sebring winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. You grabbed the lead on that restart with nineteen minutes to go. Kind of run me through your psyche at that time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it seemed very uh, improbable, you know. I mean, we were trapped the lap down after a, an early incident with the 48. Uh, Louis couldn't do anything about it, got kind of run into, and uh, lost the lap there. Uh, and, yeah, never really seemed to be able to recover from it. Um, yellow never fell in the right place, and... Uh, we were trapped there. Then I got a flat tire. I had to come in. Got basically pretty much two laps down at that point. And uh, and yellows just didn't fall very often anymore. <laughs> and uh, or somebody would stay out, and we we couldn't get all that back. And I was like, man, this is this is not looking good at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we just got lucky enough. The team did a great job, uh, you know, to get us those two laps back. And uh, when when there were a couple of yellows in succession, and uh, and then temperatures started to drop, and uh, and everything kind of started to come to us. Uh, it was uh, was really uh, you know unexpected, I guess. We we were kind of lagging behind pace wise most of the weekend. And then when the night fell and the temperatures cooled off, the wind died down a bit, and the car the car really started to uh, to to kick. And uh, and yeah, it was great to drive. I had uh, a couple of uh, really good restarts and some really quick uh, sequences in and out of the pits. And uh, uh, yeah, we just uh, also benefited a little bit from the 01 and 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 I think the 60 that got a penalty at some point, but. Uh, Overall, we were very competitive at the end when it mattered, and uh, if not for that rear wing scare at the end, uh, 15 minutes to the end, it uh, it, it would have been uh, fairly calm and, and composed inside the car. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to know about. It's crazy how the rear wing goes whack. You could tell us exactly what happened, but you didn't know it was the rear wing. You were just holding on for dear life for those last 16 minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we're not entirely sure what happened, but looking at the car that got hit more than than it needed to uh, during the race, uh, we basically think that when uh, Nasser ended up in the side of uh, of our car uh, over that monster jump that he got, um, it it probably pushed the rear cell quite a bit and and probably broke the pins off of the upper flap, and uh, yeah, I mean basically in the back of the track right after the last restart um it just came off and like you said i had no idea what happened but i the car was just freaky loose and uh and i you know i (laughs) i almost stuffed it a couple times and thankfully i pulled a little gap uh at the restart uh, to the 55 and managed to stay ahead and 
at that point, I really didn't think I was going to be able to to manage uh, the car and or and or not make a mistake because it was it was so loose. <laughs> I couldn't, and and it's not really my forte either. So I, I didn't give myself many uh, many uh, chances of of succeeding in that one, but uh, it all worked out. And also because I guess we we became very difficult to pass because without a real wing, the car started to pick up five miles an hour. So oh, wow. it was. Uh, <laughs> It was still very nice to drive, but it was awfully difficult to pass. <laughs> Sebastian Bourdais is the Sebring 12-hour winner Saturday night. Sebastian, take us inside your helmet. What's going on? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to a spotter? Are you talking to your crew? What's going on inside that helmet? Uh, well, we don't have spotters. <laughs> so <laughs> what really so that was uh that, that was not a concern uh but uh yeah i mean uh, like i said i mean honestly i told the, the guys i think something broke something broke and you know can you tell me what's going on and and they were looking at numbers and and i guess by the time they really figured out what this happened they saw that i i had gone full tilt on max max stiffness on the front bar and full stuff on the rear bar and done quite a bit uh to the front on the brake balance and that's really all i had inside the car to to try and manage the situation so they didn't bother telling me what was going on because and i was like well just do the best you can and see if you can hang in there and uh i'm still i'm still shocked it worked out but uh yeah it was it was very very stressful you know you're in the car you basically did the job you you were p6 at the uh, you know, two stints, so three stints to the end, and then it restarts. You're aggressive. You make a position. You get yourself in in the you know position to win the race, and you get there. And 15 minutes to the end, it's it's in the back. Like the car is good enough, everything's functioning mm. right, and you take that restart, and then all of a sudden everything's out of control, and and you're not even sure you're going to be able to uh, to keep the car on the track. So. It was, uh, yeah, my heart uh, started pounding pretty good. And I was like, man, there's only in racing that you can go through those emotions like this. It's just crazy. And uh, I'm just really glad it all, all worked out. And uh, you know, so, so very happy for the whole team. Sebastian, what's more satisfying in victory lane? Is it when you cruise to a win and just absolutely dominate? Or is it like a weekend that you had in Sebring this weekend where you struggled all weekend and then the race brought about a bunch of challenges and you really worked your butt off? You and Tristan and Loic, you guys worked your butt off for that win. Which one's more satisfying in victory lane? Uh, I think when you feel like you deserve it, that's the most satisfying. But the joy when you cross the start-finish line after going through <laughs> the ups and downs of the day like this, it's, it's pretty up there. <laughs> I would imagine because this was a very schizophrenic weekend. I mean, you guys struggled all weekend, but it's so great to see you on top at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we were basically a second off. We we couldn't pinpoint exactly uh, what we needed to do with the car, and uh, and like I said, I mean, really at the end, when it mattered, when you know you have to have the, the best car possible, then then the track came to us and. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty glad it did. Sebastian Bordet, 12 hours of Sebring winner. Sebastian, you've won on a lot of tracks, not just a lot of races, but you've won on a lot of tracks from Sebring to Le Mans. Where does Sebring sit in the races that you've won in IndyCar and cart and sports cars? Rank Sebring for us. Uh, it's right there with the very tricky, bumpy uh, straight courses. Uh, it's it's actually probably even harder because there's a, a you know there are so many different 
um, pavements and, and the bumps are, are so unpredictable. It's not, not really visible. They all look kind of the same, but sometimes you put a wheel there and then you just take off, you know. So it's it's a very tricky place and, and you race on this pavement for 12 hours and you got so many opportunities to make mistakes and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely up there, and it's also you know got quite a few fast corners. So um, small mistakes, big consequences sometimes. Sebastian, IndyCar drivers always come away saying that Detroit is the worst track that they race on. It's bumpy. It's a street circuit. Some drivers have even come away with bloody hands. Can you compare Sebring to Detroit? Uh I'd say, I mean, it, it can be equally challenging. It all depends how your car is responding and yeah, true. if uh, if it's uh, an evil thing or, or if it's a pretty well-behaved one. <laughs> I like, hold on a second. This is going to, this is totally taking a right turn here, but I like how you just said that. It depends on how it responds. You, you're not one that calls the cars she's? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, it's an interaction with the machine. <laughs> I like sometimes when guys are like, she's a bitch today. And I'm like, hey, easy. Hold okay, on. Okay. Well, there you go. Hey, uh, Sebastian, <laughs> it's not in this day and age that we're living in. Yeah, I mean, right. you better make sure you don't associate your car to a she. You never know how that could be uh, hey. taken by some people. Right. That's so true. Sebastian, is it a big deal that three Frenchmen won 12 hours of Sebring? It's a big deal for us. Heck I don't yeah. know for people, but for us, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, ever since uh, Tristan uh, joined us on the five, it's it's been been really fun. We we have a, a really good group, and and we have some good laughs. Sometimes we we joke around. You know, we say we, we don't get paid all that much, but uh, you know, we have a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, it's half of the battle. But uh, no, more seriously, I think it's a uh, it's it's a very homogenic uh, uh, group, and uh, and I think it shows on the track. You know, everybody. Um, bringing its uh, its tone to the uh, to to the building, and uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's working. We're having fun and uh, and uh, trying to to give the best uh, of ourselves to to the to the team. How much of a Sebring win, or maybe even a Daytona win? How much of those wins resonate back in Le Mans, back in your home country? Uh, I think it resonated in in the racing world a lot. Um, I haven't received that many texts and tweets and messages all around uh in, in quite some time so oh, it's wow. uh it's really cool i think uh you know it's, it's still early days in the season and, and everybody was very much focused on watching the race and uh and uh, it seems like it it was quite a thrill to to watch the end there so uh, i have to watch <laughs> it myself to to figure out exactly how it uh, all, all panned out but uh yeah for sure it was uh it was relayed pretty well sebastian it's been almost it'll be almost seven months between IndyCar races, and I understand COVID plays in, into it, yet NASCAR has adjusted, Supercross has adjusted, NHRA has adjusted, sports cars have adjusted. What the hell could IndyCar do to get back in our psyche? I'm using psyche once again, but that type of layoff, just it can't be helpful for the series and uh, team sponsors and teams. No, I mean, it, it is very hard. It's uh, Thankfully, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccination and the rules relaxing a bit, and uh, you know, sponsors being able to to get closer to the action, having more people around, and, and all. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been extremely challenging for for everyone, and um, I think it really stretched the limits of what was feasible for for all series and sports in in all different fields. But 
Um, you know, obviously it was uh, unprecedented in, in modern history with, with the world we live in. And, um, and hopefully it, will, uh, all, it gets put behind us pretty soon because I think it's, uh, it's hurt a lot of people. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll manage to, uh, to surf the wave on, on the other side. <laughs> Well, buddy, it's always a pleasure to get you here in the Freak Nation because it means you want a damn race. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere near as often as it used to, though, so yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Are you getting a little snobby with your four IndyCar Series championships? What the hell's <laughs> going on, man? No, I just remember when I used to talk to you every other week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, well, go win the IndyCar season opener. It is in your backyard, after all. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. All right. Sebastian, as always, buddy, thank you. You're welcome.